Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chess CEO, National Master Evan Rabin, and I'm very excited to be here on episode 225 of the Premier Chess Podcast, where every week we interview great chess professionals, business coaches, attorneys, nonprofit leaders, many others who have found their passion in whatever it is that they do. Uh, this week, we have uh, truly one of the more famous chess coaches uh, around the country, uh, Kevin Fight, who is the founder and executive director of Detroit City Chess Club, where for 19 years, he's been running uh, great programs for inner city kids uh, around Detroit. Uh, he's also the assistant director of STEM enrichment at Detroit Public Schools, uh, doing uh, a lot of great work. And uh, it's my pleasure to uh, have him on uh, the show today. So uh, how, how's everything going, Kevin? Everything is going well. Thanks for having me, uh, Evan. I really appreciate this. Yeah, well, my, my sincere pleasure having you on. Um, you know, I've known about the work you've been uh, doing for uh, quite some time. I know you've done some work with, uh, you know, Sunil Weiramantri, for instance, who's uh, been on the podcast before, uh, a close friend and, 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 and colleague I've known for, uh, you know, many years. And, uh, you know, my, my friend Rodana, I know, is, uh, you know, working on uh, even a film with, uh, you know, the work that, that, that you're doing. So, um, you know, really prop, props to you for, uh, you know, kind of all that you're doing. And uh, we look forward to, uh, you know, talking more about it. So um, I guess to, to start out, um, you know, I have heard uh, a little bit uh, about the uh, kind of Detroit chess scene on the podcast. Uh, we did have uh, D. Wildman on the podcast before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Detroit chess coach, who you uh, yes. certainly know. Great coach here. You know, so, uh, but, uh, you know, to tell us, how, how did you, you know, first get involved in the Detroit uh, chess scene and, uh, you know, what, what what is it like? Uh, it started about a little over 20 years ago. Um, I was uh, teaching at a school uh, called Duffield, uh, now called now. and I had five classes. I used to teach math and those five classes averaged about 40 plus kids in class on Sunday. Uh, no rhyme or reason. I just came to school and I was just here to see how many kids who had to play chess or wanted to learn how to play chess. So I came to school that day and asked every single class. And all those kids I asked, only two kids, believe it or not, two raised their hand, Darius and Dante. And, um, and I said, okay, well, we'll just start with. Those two, and so they came in and played after school. And I'll tell you how green I was, I played on glass chess boards. <laughs> Should I say glass chess? That and um, and we did that for a while. They got called names. You know, people would come by the room, and, you know, yell things, uh, not so nice. At all. And things started to change once we got a. Few of the popular kids, basketball player, cheerleader, pop cheerleader, that, and everyone, and within six months, everyone in the school transformation occurred. And and before I knew it, I had 52 kids on the chest, and I didn't even have enough space. I had, how did they? Um, and then 
Again, I just I was not a great chess player. I just knew how to teach you. I didn't have any strategy. So I reached out to uh, Ed, Dr. Ed Mandel from our office, and he sent Coach Smith over to us uh, to uh, take us to another level. So while he was teaching kids, I was learning as well too. You know, uh, with different strategies and little things like that. Like I didn't know what a skewer was and just a whole bunch of things that I thought and, and then we ended up going to nationals and did very well and we just kept that train going. But how Victoria started, there was an eighth grade girl that I had, Tia Alexander. She asked me, she says, well, uh, Coach Pat, what are we going to do if we go to a high school that don't have chess? I really didn't have national sports. So I told her I'm going to give Apologies. And I'll get back to you. So I went home that night and sent an email to all my friends and family. Everybody have a space in the middle of the And one of my friends sent an email back and asked, What about the Detroit Institute of Art? And, and she said, Well, if I set up a meeting, would you come? And I said, and she set the meeting up, and the meeting went well. And a week later, we we got the DI at the museum. We have all the best music in the world. And we've been there prior to the pandemic. We've been there about almost 17 years now. And, um, in fact, it's funny that we're we're meeting now because going back to the museum uh, this Friday for the first time. That's how it got started. It was really because of an eighth grade girl who <laughs> gave me the spark to look into, you know, how to uh, look into starting a program. Wow. And, um, yeah, it definitely takes a lot to, you know, get started. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, want to get started with, with programs, but uh, never really have, uh, you know, either the, the right business sense or, or resources to, uh, you know, get started. Um, could you tell us about, uh, you know, maybe some of the roadblocks you, you faced in, in, in the beginning? And, uh, yeah, a um, lot, lot of roadblocks in terms of... Uh, we're in a 501 team here. So, and I would ask companies, and business, uh, you know, you're not a 501, and you're not a 501. So, that was the first major roadblock. Um, eventually, we, we did become a 501 team. Better for um, But I, I would say the major problem too was that. Getting kids to the museum and back home is always an issue. But the museum actually sits vertically uh, in the center of Detroit, around Woodland Avenue, which is pretty much the dividing point between the West Um That was the major, you know, lack of transportation, lack of funding in those beginning years. You know, sometimes lack of support in the as well. But I think that changed quickly once parents saw that, you know, this, and they started jumping on board. 
And then the staff at the museum, too, the staff at the Yeah, we didn't have a lot of major problems, and if we did, we tried to fix it, you know, right away. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what the presentation was trying to get created for. Actually, we did a lot of caravanning over the years. Obviously, another parent, one of those two was not Wow, and um, you know it's 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 great to see that uh, you know you, you're resilient. You you've, you've dealt with things, uh, you know, for for, for a while, and uh, you've seen you know the benefits in uh, you know working with uh, you know inner city uh, students. Um, how, can you can you talk a little bit about uh, you know some of the benefits that you've seen uh, you know some of your students uh, you know get? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. I you know, Evan, I always say chess is like a good drug. And I say that because there's things for every type of student. Uh, I remember this one student that I had uh, about he probably considered the worst kid in school. And um, and I asked him to, to join the chess team. And, you know, everybody said, you sure you want to do that fight? You know, I'm sure he's not getting offers for everybody yet. But to my surprise, he said yes. And within two years, you know, he was the number three person in the section of the United States. And his confidence grew, his speed shot up, you know, for the first time in his life, over 2.0. He just was a changed person. This is a kid that had horrible grades, in out of the office, suspension. Two years with us, over issues. I think a lot of it had to do with ADM Harvard team, and he was a leader. And 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 I think about another kid that I had uh, uh, named Chris, who was kind of a an introvert, and um, and just brought him out, brought him out of that shell, you know, because it, it helped with his confidence. Once he started beating students, just one of those activities where they, they start beating adults. Think about it. You're a kid and you're able to beat an adult one on one, and it does, it does wonders for children's self esteem and whatnot. So, chess has just done a lot. Uh, you know, even though, you know, I've had athletes, athletes on the team, and I had the two kids actually that were. Former athletes were basketball, and they both went to nationals in their section and won their section, you know. And um, so it just does a lot for more people, more educators. They mm. learn the benefits to do for the children. You know, these are all things that we want our kids to be able to focus, be able to think creatively, be able to think about what the other person. Making a decision based on that—all uh, those things are things that we want our kids to have. Uh, be able to sit for hours and just, you know, not make a sound. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know many people that can do that. So, you know, it's, uh, 
I've always said it. Always is the best hmm. Well, I think what you said about self-esteem is is definitely important. Um, you know, I personally, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, have a learning disability. Growing up, I went to uh, Churchill, where I actually got started in chess with uh, Shernaz Kennedy, who I'm still, uh, you know, in very close contact uh, with today. We're actually, uh, you know, running a lot of tournaments together. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, chess is, it was, uh, you know, a, a huge, uh, uh, huge factor in, in building my, you know, self-esteem, uh, overcoming, uh, you know, a, a learning disability. And um, actually, the other day, I was uh, exhibiting at an event with the Chambada of the Upper West Side in, in New York, and uh, Sarah Aleski there uh, you know, actually pointed out at the end of the day, wow, thank you so much for um, coming. And uh, there were actually a couple of kids that were like on the spectrum there. And they were, you know, kind of shining, uh, you know, through chess. So um, it's a great vehicle that uh, you get, uh, you know, kids that might not be, uh, you know, the best at, uh, you know, sports or the other uh, things. And, uh, you know, they could really, uh, you know, shine uh, through, through yeah. chess. And, and you know, one of the things you just said about, about sports, uh, that everyone can't play sports, and I, I agree with a lot of percent. I tried in Detroit, I tried, and I'm still trying to make chess mainstream, if that makes sense. Um, when I was in high school, you know, I played uh, football. And, uh, you know, we had the you know, all city football team, all city football So several years ago, uh, I created the All City Chess Awards, where we honor the top teams, the top kids in the city of Detroit. Now, what's different about ours versus the All City Football Team? Usually, the All City Football Team, of course, deals with or All City Basketball Team deals with high school only. But for uh, our All City Chess Awards, we go all the way down to kindergarten, break it up into four groups. We got a primary team, first and second team, all primary. great to see that uh, people are, um, 
you know, are, are, are again building, you know, a team uh, through through chess, and uh, you yeah, know that that's why we do it. You know, we're we're you and I we're teaching you know business and life lessons uh, through the game. And, uh, you know, speaking of which, uh, you know, I, I've noticed the, uh, you know, great work you're doing at the Detroit Institute of Arts, uh, you know, where uh, most Friday nights, I don't know if you're doing it now since, uh, you know, COVID again, but yeah, we're, yeah, we're just, we're going back uh, in two days for the first time since. So, we'll be back every Friday. Yeah, we're going to be very excited about that. That, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, I know in the past you've had, you know, literally more than 200 people each week, you know, oh, yeah. is, uh, you know, incredible, you know, just seeing people. Uh, especially, yeah, especially during the school season. Uh, it's just so and, and, it, you know, and it does more than just chess. It's, it's, they have a cafeteria there, so kids get to break bread with each other. Uh, it becomes more of a social event. And parents will go and listen to me while they do There's so much going on in the museum. So, you know, it's a real hand for, for everyone. Is the parents, the coaches, and it's fun. You know, it's fun, and I think that's what the kids miss. They miss that that social interaction uh, with, uh, you know, being with each other. And I think, I think that's why maybe Detroit might have been hit a little harder because we were so used to doing everything every week all year. Then to to, to have to do it for years, it was it was rough. Wow. And, um, but, you know, it, it's great to see you're, you know, pr progressing, uh, you know, COVID is a, a busy time. Uh, you know, my fitness trainer, Josh Margolis, who's also been on the podcast, uh, you know, who I've been training with, uh, you know, actually mentioned uh, yesterday and, uh, you know, and he, you know, basically, uh, you know, said that, uh, you know, th 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 things are back. You know, so now we, you know, really are. And, uh, you know, it's great to see that, uh, you know, we're, we're moving forward and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're back in action. So, um, you know, and uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's great to see it uh, kind of like in and out of, uh, you know, the, the chess world. So um, you, uh, you know, in particular, I would say, you know, had, uh, you know, definitely some, you know, major, uh, you know, coaching, uh, you know, successes and, uh, you know, it's been great to see, uh, you know, some, you know, literally inner city kids with, you know, pretty much, you know, very limited resources, uh, you know, shine and, uh, you know, develop, um, you know, and I think, um, you know, one of my, uh, rabbis actually, uh, uh, Rabbi Lewis, um, you know, likes to talk about the idea that, uh, you know, there, there shouldn't be artificial barriers. Um, you know, a lot of people might think that, uh, that uh, certain, uh, you know, things couldn't be accomplished because they were never, uh, you know, created uh, before. But uh, the, the truth is, um, you know, with, with the right mindset, uh, you know, anything could, uh, you know, happen. So, 
you know, for instance, uh, I know you're working with, uh, you know, one girl in particular um, who, uh, you know, basically, uh, Therese Woods, who, uh, you know, was very successful, you know, played a couple of times now at the uh, international, you know, level. And uh, what would you say it's like, uh, you know, working with, uh, you know, Therese Woods and others who, uh, you know, really uh, not only like learned life lessons through chess, but uh, got, got to a point where they're, uh, you know, thoroughly competing at the international level. Therese, I met her um, years ago when she was in this. And I was at a school and I was only going to do a and a friend of mine named Tonga, you know, I did the second grade. I'm like, oh, I don't really go for a full class for second graders. And so she's a good friend of mine. So I, you know, I would do it. You know, her son was in that class too. And that was the class, Reese and all of her teammates. And uh, I, I, I went there. Week and worked with the kids, and, and every Friday we caravan down to the Detroit Institute of Arts. And um, what I liked about that particular class, I think what what Sharice is that that was a, a real competitive class. Those kids, be it was like a ladder almost. You know, like one minute, you know, Travis was on top, then the next minute Eric was on top, then the next minute Sharice was on top. Then the next minute, you know, uh, Maxwell was on top. So all these kids were just like all year, just going back and forth. And then after the second year, it started to level off a little bit. And then I saw Cherie started to really for Michelle. And um, in her third grade year, she her team won. Uh, I think it was the eighty-five under nine hundred session, and and you know, and I saw it. I said, "This this kid is, you know, she's got something." But after that, I didn't teach her. After that, um, you know, I, I I she went to another school, and I went to another school. Um, and then she started to get some private, and um, she just started shooting up, and started, her parents started putting all these tournaments, and she started winning all these tournaments. And, for the think she got up to about about nineteen hundred, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, then when the pandemic hit, you know, changed a lot of things. She didn't play as many tournaments as she normally would, but she she still played in a lot, but not not her normal. But now she's a senior uh, high school, and I, and I feel bad for her and, and her teammates because. You know, it just the pandemic robbed them of two years of it. And um, but I can honestly say she had a really good ride. You know, she was recognized by the mayor of Detroit on a number of occasions. She was on the stage with the mayor of Detroit. Um, she was invited for certain things. So it's has really done a lot. You know, being able to travel to Greece. India and played chess. You know, it was an inspiration for a lot of kids. Rockstar. A lot of our little kids here, they, they look up to them. 
walks in the room, she's kind of like, oh, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it was a teaching and working. There's a lot of coaches that that have just a lot of So yeah, so I met her, like I said, in the second grade, and Bob just going and using doing great things. Well, just goes to show you that you never know who's going to, you know, do what, you know, I'm sure back in second grade, you had, you know, no idea of, you know, how, how good, you know, going to be, but, um, you know, really got there. And uh, yeah, recently saw actually a, you know, photo of her playing against uh, Nakamura when he came to do, uh, you know, a simul and other events there. Remember uh, talking to Sunil actually when he was uh, on the way with Tim, uh, you know, and you've also had, uh, you know, many other, uh, you know, great guests over the years, like the, you know, local, yeah. uh, you know, Jim Canty, yeah. Canty who's, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> obviously a, a well-known streamer and legend, uh, you know, yes. we out in uh, Persephone a couple months ago at the Amateur Team East. And, uh, you know, so... Um, and, and and recently you've started uh, you know bringing some some bigger uh, you know events uh, you know to the you know Detroit scene. So, um, how what what has it been like uh, you know attracting uh, you know talent like Ikaru and other you know obviously very strong players to uh, you know kind of. Um, get involved. We've been uh, we've been fortunate over the years. We brought quite a quite a bit of talent, like you said. Right now. We brought him here. We brought him here actually three times. He's been here three times to Detroit. And wow. uh, that we brought Maurice Ash. He's been here uh, a couple of times. I was just going to say, he was there pretty recently, I believe. Yeah, he was here recently. Yeah. Uh, Lenderman. He's not, Lenderman's probably been here, I don't know, 10 times. He's been here a lot. Uh, Kaidanoff, Gregory Kaidanoff has been here quite a bit. Uh, the Crush. Um, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm missing some, but we brought a lot of uh, grandmasters here uh, over the years. Um, it's been great. One of our philosophies is want to make sure that we show when they're here because we want to make sure that we are always fighting back. That's important to us. So we always, you know, laid out for uh, for our guests and. Um, and you know, and I, and I hope that they feel the same way. You know that uh, we love them and we care about all of them. Even like family when they're, I think that's really important because um, you know they 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 are part of the same. I just feel it's it's important to make them feel a part of the story. So yeah, so we we, we brought quite a. Yeah, and it's great to see, uh, you know, people coming in, of course, um, you know, one of the best ways to, you know, motivate people is, uh, you know, leveraging people who have, you know, already made it. And uh, yeah, I know most of those people quite well. And of course, has already been on the podcast as well. And, um, you know, obviously, like, you know, someone like Maurice actually, it's a, a legend, you know, the first, uh, you know, African-American uh, grandmaster. Um, definitely one who uh, really shows that, 
you know, artificial barriers, uh, you know, don't have to exist. You know, there's no reason someone, you know, couldn't have done it uh, before him. And then, uh, you know, after him, uh, you know, several people have, uh, you know, my good friend uh, Amon Timotel uh, and, uh, you know, several others as well, uh, you know, have, have made have made the Grandmaster title. And uh, there are definitely, you know, some others that uh, are, are definitely on, on, the, on the way. So um, I guess uh, you also, uh, you know, I know recently have been, uh, I think getting a little bit more involved in the chess politics uh, scene. Um, you know, I, 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 I've, you know, talked to you and, uh, you know, my good friend Shelby Lorman, who's, of course, also been on the podcast. But um, could, could you tell us a little bit about your, like, foray into chess politics and, you know, sort of what your goals are? Well, um, I know, like I said, I really just have one one mission that's to, Make chess uh, mainstream. I, I want chess to be you know, part of the curriculum. Just on every chessboard. Always been my goal. Uh, I've seen the benefits. I've seen that on the space that have uh, other elements. Golden drug, you know, uh, chess just does wonderful things. Mm. Especially if you can if you reach them young. Um, so when you say chess politics, that's really, that's really all I, 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 I just said and everything Fair enough, you know, and I know, uh, you know, chess politics or politics in general, of course, could have, you know, different connotations, but, uh, you know, right. to, uh, you know, yeah, see people, you know, like like yourself, you know, and many of the other people who have, uh, you know, been on the on this podcast to really just have, uh, you know, a mission, uh, you know, to bring chess to, you know, as many people, uh, you know, as possible. Um, you know, two people who actually come to mind who have been on the podcast are uh, Elliot Neff, uh, someone you, you certainly uh, are familiar with, and, uh, you know, he, you uh, you know, runs a, a massive organization, Chess for Life. And I remember the first time I met with him in, in person uh, at his uh, one of his centers back in uh, 2019, you know, he actually asked me a question. He was like, how many people are you reaching uh, every year, you know, in your programs? Uh, and I honestly I didn't have, you know, that exact measure. It wasn't something I've, you know, looked at. But uh, ever since then, I've been... Uh, you know, really thinking about, uh, you know, how can we just, you know, reach more people, you know, which is why, you know, every week we're talking to schools all over the country. Uh, you know, just today I was talking to schools in Texas, uh, Chicago, uh, other uh, areas. And, uh, you know, frankly, I've been told by, you know, people at various times, you know, should we, you know, oh, you know, why are you reaching out all over the country? You know, you're in New York, you know, why don't you, you know, be there, you know, but uh, at the same time, you know, look, more chess is good for everyone. You know, it's not a geography thing. You know, if I could get a school program in Detroit and find someone like yourself to partner with, uh, to run it, you know, great. You know, or D. Wildman, great. You know, if I could get a program in Chicago and partner with, uh, you know, maybe even one of the local companies out there, if I can't find an individual, Great, you know, and then more more chess for everyone. Yeah, it's the best. You know, Shelby Lordman, oh, I like oh. to say, 
rather than fight for each slice, grow the pie. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, my uncle used to say, he used to say, there's enough for everyone. There's enough out here for everyone. So, you know, it's not like, you know, we're competing with It's enough for everyone. Now, whoever I don't reach, this person will reach. Whatever they don't reach, you know, I'll reach. And if whatever you're not reaching, you know, it's first, you know, but but I think, you know, like, like you said, all about getting to learn all the principles of chess. I think that's important. Yeah, well, that is, uh, you know, absolutely uh, in incredibly uh, important. And, um, you know, again, it's just, you know, growing the pie, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, the other person that I was actually thinking of is um, actually another African American uh, big. Uh, guy in the chess world, uh, Orrin Hudson, who uh, was on the podcast. Or, I know Orrin, yeah. Uh, we were actually at the World Championships in Dubai together, uh, along with wow. our Carlos Perdomo. And, uh, you know, he, you know, like you, you know, he's working with a lot of uh, youth all over the country, you know, talking about, you know, chess and life skills. And uh, again, it's just great to see uh, coming together. Yeah, that's good. And, and two, you know, when people don't understand, that helps. That helps everything that we do. You know, so even even your your podcast, you reach someone sees it in a certain city, that'll spark something in that city. People get what they saw, you know, on your podcast. It's alive and growing. Thank you, and I, I definitely appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've had chess coaches all over the country on um you know i can't even name them all right now there's uh you know right. quite but um you know look I, I i love highlighting the work that people are doing uh you know all around the country and uh you know people should know you know and we should definitely yeah. uh you know collaborate and uh learn uh you know from each other so um kevin i know you're uh you know a great source of wisdom i'm sure we could do uh you know two three hour recording if we you know wanted to but um yeah, it was great talking about you know, a little bit of the Detroit chess scene, uh, overcoming roadblocks, uh, some of the other benefits of learning chess, uh, building self-esteem, your program at the Detroit Institute of Art, which, uh, as you said, is uh, kicking off again shortly, um, which, you know, I definitely recommend people uh, check out. Uh, learning a little bit about the inspiration from your rock star student, uh, Therese Woods, uh, attracting uh, top talent. Uh, your mission to make chess uh, a little bit more Main Street and uh, talking a little bit about the, you know, collaboration uh, among coaches, uh, among other items. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to uh, add while you're uh, on the podcast today? Uh, thank all the people um, that helped our kids. We had a lot of great sponsors. Uh, just thanking all those people. Thank everybody. Uh, thank the kids to have lunch. So just all, all those things that you don't think about all the time. I say thank you. Okay, well, and thanks to you for yeah doing all the great work that you're doing. I look forward to seeing uh, how everything uh, progresses. 
And lastly, Kevin, if anyone wants to reach out to you, learn a little bit more about, you know, the great work uh, you're doing and how people could, uh, you know, get involved with the Detroit uh, City Chess uh, Club, uh, how can people reach you? Uh, they can go to our website, uh, which is DetroitChess.com. Okay, well, thank you. That link will, of course, be in the show notes as well for everyone to see. And uh, thank you so much and look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. And congratulations you know, getting married. Thank you. I'm very lucky right. to uh, have Stacy as a new wife. So good, thank good. you. <laughs> Take care. Bye.